Hey everyone, welcome to the Magical Healing the World podcast. My name is David, here with my lovely wife, Miss Megan. Hey y'all. And uh, I am incredibly excited to bring you a very special guest today. I've been following him for quite a while. I ran into a random YouTube video of him and then uh, got entranced in his work and then found him on social media and this deep, deep level of a really unique mixture of authenticity, consciousness, comedy. I mean, it kind of kind of does it all. And uh, I was telling my wife, Megan, all about it because because I've been following you for a while. So, so excited to have Jordan, ba Jordan, is it Bodwich? Bowditch. Bowditch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, excited to have you here, man. He is the CFO chief fund officer of Conscious <laughs> Bro. He runs Kind of Conscious. Oh my gosh. When we post this, uh, we're going to put a bunch of links, follow this man, just amazing stuff he's working on and all with a, a really mindful approach and trying to just make this world a better place, uh, utilizing comedy and consciousness. So uh, thanks so much for your time with us, Jordan. Thank you for that intro. I'm honored to be here, my man and my lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you know a lot about Magical, but to kind of briefly quick get you up to speed, we um, is basically born in ayahuasca ceremony. Uh, Megan searched for healing for like 30 years from really deeply suppressed trauma and uh, I had all kinds of addiction. I was a batshit crazy up in New York partying like crazy. I had addiction issues. All, you, know, you can name any addiction. And I was, that uh -huh. was my issue. And then uh, we were guided to these plants, man. Uh, ayahuasca. And then um, as we began that healing process, the community blew up um, all over the world. And now Megan facilitates really beautiful uh, mushroom journeys, mushroom healing journeys there in Austin. And uh, we just were all about destigmatizing, educating people on plant medicine and healing, and really co-creating this new earth together. And um, usually, we have people on that have had like healing stories from all this. And I, I, I don't know if you do or, or not, but I've just been super entranced by your energy. Your energy is very unique. Uh, it's very you, authentic. Man. It's unique, and you're so passionate about what you do. Um, mm. So I've been wanting to get you on for a little while, and the end of the schedules just didn't quite. Uh, work out but yeah i would love to hear more just about you your story there's a few topics i'll bring up along the way but i we'd love to learn more about you and i really want to introduce you to our magical community uh because oh. it's over the world it's growing in austin but it's really national and i'd really love them to learn more about you and your story yeah thank you man i love to talk about myself so i'm happy Good. to <laughs> <laughs> half kidding mostly serious um huh? yeah let's see i well, I'll do some of like the logistical things to start and we'll see where it goes from there. Cool. Uh, I was born in California. Um, parents got divorced and was raised mostly in Ohio in my adolescent years, uh, but spent summers with my dad in California and two very different worlds um, in Southern California, where most of my family was. Uh, my grandparents were pastors of a charismatic church. Wow. So powerhouse Christian fellowship in Orange County. I'm talking like slain in the spirit, speaking in tongues. Like I, I still know, know. about that life. I know, <laughs> you know about that life? I was raised in that world. I really? know it. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I'm so grateful for that spiritual heritage. Cause I think right. that it, you know, a lot of people, it, you know, at best a, a bad taste in their mouth is kind of like the imprint. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, like, I don't demonize that whatsoever. I'm so grateful for it. It's had such an incredible impact on me. Now, certainly a lot of the dogma that um, my enlightened self likes to say I transcended, <laughs> but um, as far as just like the expression, the openness, the playfulness and that kind of charismatic setting, um, really um, just amazing. And so, but I had that influence summers growing up 
And then the rest of the nine months of the years in Ohio, single mom, partied a lot, was just not home. And so my house was like where the, the kids went to do things for the first time, mm. to, to drink alcohol, to smoke weed, to um, hook up with girls, yeah. huff gas. I had a season where we <laughs> huffed gas a lot <laughs> uh, and things like that. And so, you know, didn't have like parents around, had very little um, like father figure influence. Um, my brother was the extent of that, my older brother and, and not terribly well equipped to be a father figure, but you know, big brother nonetheless. And, um, and then my freshman year of high school moved back to California full time um, with my grandparents that I just mentioned. And so it was like really weird going from that world, did whatever the fuck I wanted, whatever the fuck I wanted. And then going to, okay, I got to go to church every Sunday and Wednesday. Um, yeah. I have to kind of be a good little boy. And I always was like a good boy, so to speak. I got Oh, we lost you. We lost you there for a second, Jordan. Still there. Word. There we oh, go. What? You're back. back. Okay, you're back. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Little funky connection or what? Yeah. It's yeah, all oh. good. Ladies trying to mess with us. We're good. Yeah. Looks <laughs> like it jumped off for a second, but we're back. <laughs> so to wrap that up in a nice little eco-friendly, sustainable, gluten-free bow, um, went to San Diego State uh, after high school in Orange County, kind of really became a California boy, I guess you could say. And I kind of really got exposed to the world of personal development um, by way of a lifestyle brand and nutrition company I worked with for several years called Bulletproof. So I read that, are, that's so cool, yeah, I love that. A lot of people are familiar with Bulletproof coffee. Oh, yes. I'm enjoying oh, yeah. some right now. Yeah, um, it's so good. It's so good. so good, yeah. Yeah, I'm a bona fide Bulletproof bro through and through. <laughs> you, were, you were there when they were a startup too, man. You got I was. I did. Yeah, that was, and that was really kind of the, the beginning of my major adult hero's journey, I guess you could say. Um, you know, post-college, I was in a fraternity in college, and that had an incredible impact on my um, stepping into manhood. And, you know, fraternities have stereotypes for a reason. There's plenty of shadow <laughs> up in there. Um, but, you know, my experience is also very positive in a lot of ways. Yeah. The business and life training, the brotherhood, yes. the initiations, it was really incredible. I was craving that um, post-college and I just didn't have it. So, you know, kind of a lot of the addiction things, I don't so resonate with that word, but definitely compulsive, toxic behavior and just sort of drifting through life without feeling a lot of purpose because my purpose had kind of like run its course. Um, so finding Bulletproof, which was more or less sparked by reading the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss, mm -hmm. of a lot of people's, I think, kind of launching pad starting points, um, that opened up a lot of possibilities. Uh, made a funny five-minute video of why Bulletproof should hire me, which you can still find on my YouTube. I kind of cringe. Why they should hire you? Why they should. Why they should. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun approach. <laughs> I was going to say, that's amazing. <laughs> and cool. you still got it. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> and um, yeah, so was with them for about six years. I still have ownership in the company. And um, that was just an incredible journey. I got to go to... <sighs> countless like personal development retreats and be a fly on the wall from high level masterminds to like music festivals. Um, 
yeah. And then from there met a lot of people and kind of really started embodying the, the conscious bro persona because some of that bro fraternity vibes with a little bit of the consciousness, right. I fancy myself a little bit of the bridge between the esoteric and the generic um, and kind of, kind of dance and live in both worlds, be sincere, but not too fucking serious. And um, I will stop there for right now. That is awesome because that, that character is great, man. That's it really, I've never seen a mix like that in the conscious or the like, uh, you know, whatever world I haven't seen a mix like that. So I absolutely love it. Um, and that I, I read about you doing Bulletproof and everything. What a great company to be part of and grow into. So how did like, was it kind of, kind of conscious come first or did conscious bro come first? Conscious bro came first. Um, yeah, it was at like a, a branding workshop a couple years ago. And I was there with my lady, um, Alexa Martinez, soon to be Bowditch, getting married later yeah, this year. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Hi. I saw that. Uh-huh. I'm very excited about that. She's that sex chick. So she's a sex loving relationships coach. Yep. And um, so went to this branding workshop and it was just so much fun. It was uh, very interactive and we yeah, developed like, what is our brand? And it just so organically in the shirt, organic AF um, <laughs> came up as like, oh, conscious bro, that is it. And um, just really, it was like, I already was that and am that and like kind of have always been that. So I was like, let's just double down on this and really have a lot of fun with it. And then kind of conscious came not too long thereafter. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's two things I was going to ask you about. So, and obviously only speak on what you want about this, but you came back from some kind of, I don't know if it was a retreat or a men's getaway. You made this beautiful post mm. about these massive realizations you had about yourself and you being a king and all this amazing stuff, mm. uh, these beautiful insights. And there was a little hint of plant medicine in there. You, you like, you, you played with the, the potential of it. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I feel like there's a little there, but I mean, obviously only what you feel a call to speak about. Could you speak on that experience and what you pulled out of that? Oh yeah. I'm happy to, man. And like, ask me anything, man. I'm an open okay. book. I like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Sometimes it gets me into trouble, but like, that's part of the process. Um, yeah. So I went on a backpacking trip um, a couple months ago. And it was in West Texas, the Guadalupe Mountains National Park, and went with 10 men, fully off the grid for seven days, just carrying everything for the week on my back. And, you know, pretty grueling dissensions and ascensions in the cold. It was snowing like a good chunk of the time. And we're, you know, two people in a tent that's supposed to be for two, but is already small enough for just like one. So it was, you know, really <laughs> packing it in, super cold, just very... Um, yeah, exhausting and awesome. Yeah. And one of the days that was probably the most impactful day, and there's a lot of incredible things we experienced, um, was a full day of solitude. Wow. And that was something that I'd never experienced to that degree in that setting, just like fully by myself. And this, this day was awesome because it was like probably low 60s most of the day and like not a cloud in the sky. And from sunup to sundown was fully by myself with just my thoughts. And we had some journal prompts. My buddy, who was the one that made the trip, um, you know, would periodically check in with a prompt to just stir some, you know, thoughts and ideas and ponderings. And to start the day, um, took a gram of psilocybin Beautiful. and find that that is just such a great 
heart opener and just an energy yeah. opener, yes. um, as I'm sure y'all know in your work. Yeah. And um, yeah, the a gram was perfect because anymore, and it might've been, I'm going to say too much, but that's not appropriate. It just would have been a different experience. And right. I wasn't necessarily looking for that experience, I was looking for something just to get open things up a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. And it did. Yeah. Um, it really just reducing the distractions, just eliminating them essentially. And like without having that noise and just being able to be fully by myself for 12 hours. Um, yeah. It's something that like, if you've ever read the way of the superior man, just such a great foundational, like men's workbook. Um, David data talks about how, um, men in particular, like the masculine imperative, um, in order to like realize that and to continually check back in with your purpose, which you know can certainly change as the seasons change, but there's also a consistency to it to really realign with that. Um, it's important to be in nature by yourself, like on a consistent basis. And that's been something that for me, uh, has been difficult. I fancy myself like, um, a super connector of sorts. Um, that's like my greatest gift is, um, I pride myself in being like very likable and like a diplomat and all those kind of things, but it can also be a huge crutch where instead of just like being fully by myself, um, I'll distract myself with like connection, uh, Gosh, which is that's me too. That's crazy. Totally. 100%. Yeah. That's yep. Yeah. And so like having this setting to like not do that, um, just so much clarity came so much. Um, and this is really, and the post you referenced, I, I touched on this a bit. This season for me is all about depth. Whereas most of my life has been about breadth, the jack of all trades kind of thing. And it's like, no, that's fine. That served me really well, but I'm really called to go deep and narrow in this season. And that's been really special. That's beautiful, man. I love well, God, that. And using mushrooms. I mean, anytime you set the intention for clarity with mushrooms, yep. it doesn't matter if you take a small amount, you got to get some clarity. Amen, okay. sister. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> as you know, man, and we've both spoken about this, but the, and all the, that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down, but all the uh, social conditioning and programs, one of them is to be so distracted all the time. Yeah, and totally. Especially like yourself or myself, we're like, extroverts and like to connect and communicate and connect with yeah. people like it's just it's an easy thing to get into so when we don't really get a lot of time to ourselves like just to be just to be to present be. So 12 uh, hours wow yeah. i'm so drawn to that experience that's so uh -huh. out of the norm uh especially mm -hmm. for i don't want to say who i but like my world that's that's amazing i love that what a cool experience man yeah it really was um mm -hmm. the other uh thing i wanted i did want to uh mr bring up uh which I cannot put into words mm. how much I appreciate and how much, I mean, respect I have for how you handled this crazy ass mm -hmm. situation the universe put you through and tested <sighs> people uh, with the mm -hmm. old, uh, the, the number one trigger word of the freaking <laughs> last year of, of COVID. Uh -huh. the, you know, there's so many parts to it. I remember reading that post. And I was like, I actually told before it all blew up. I was like, I was like, Megan, look at this. This is freaking beautiful. Like, look how this is. because because it, it's, it's usually him speaking these things and oh, people just destroy me. Hey, yeah. yeah. turn on him but, like that. And I'm it's, like, you know wow. what? It's, it's fine because it showed me my tribe was, and you know, we're all ascending. Yeah. It's, it's all good. But I remember reading it and I felt every part of it. And there yep. was nothing that could be offensive in my mind about it. It was so well worded. But you know what? 
the way the system is created, a lot of the, and you know, to each their own, everyone's in their own experience, absolutely respect everyone's experience and what they're going sure. through, what they're deciding to agree with consent to and co-create. Yeah. Uh, but um, it triggered the exact programs that have been implemented mm -hmm. in people's minds to attack, like yes. seeing past love, seeing past human experiences, <sighs> seeing past all of that to just see red That's and crazy. maliciously attack. And to see this, yeah like artificial intelligence implemented program just going off and just setting off bombs <laughs> and setting off bombs and you just managing your shit. I mean, mm -hmm. I could, I mean, I'm from an external point of view, you manage that shit beautifully. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, could you take us through that experience? I couldn't imagine. I mean, I've dealt with it, but that was like, in my experience, it's been micro compared to the macro that you yeah. experienced. So if you could speak on that whole experience, that'd be amazing. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for the kind reflections and um, sounds like my fake in the funk worked. It looked like I was handling it well. Now there's, I definitely like took it all with a grain of salt and I am such a genuinely better person for that experience. And it was one of the most challenging of my life for sure. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll go into that a little bit. Cause there's a lot of elements to dissect. Um, I guess maybe what I'll start with is, you know, something you referenced and this is kind of like, something I've just noticed a theme in life and just with like the human experience and, and cultural programming and some of those things is like, when I have a verdict, I oftentimes am searching for evidence to support that verdict. And so if somebody has a belief and it's the confirmation bias, right? That's like the psychological phenomenon of it. If I believe something I'm going to find, I'm going to see my lens is looking for whether conscious or unconscious, everything to support that. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of part of the piece why I'm, I'm not surprised in hindsight that this post brought up so much. Cause if you, and I purposefully did not dig into very much of the intensity, the comments, all that. Yeah. Um, cause it was just, there was so much blind, like I'll use the word hate and just, um, yes. yeah, like malicious, uh, vitriol. Like I, I've never quite seen something like that. I've heard of this, cancel culture concept and but i got personally kicked in the dick by it and that was yeah. like whoa that's harmful though it's harmful and, and to clarify sure. I, this is my fault for entering this wrong but to clarify for the viewers that don't know what we're talking about i'm saying it yeah. like everyone knows. so he made a post um, oh yeah yeah sure him and his fiance <laughs> got covid made a yep. post about it uh, explaining just their experience from it yep. and what they went through with it and how they were handling it how they're coming mm -hmm. out of it and um, very much on the side that, you know, side, but just the, the belief of our natural immunity and the belief yep. of something bigger happening and all that, and then viciously attacked. The so thing that's crazy just, is that it's your experience. Totally. Tell you, you did experience that. That's yeah. the crazy thing. Uh, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. I just crazy. wanted to set that. I didn't explain that too well. Yeah, no, that was important. And so, yeah, let me even set a little bit more context. Um, <clears throat> the post I did on New Year's Eve, and during over the holidays, I got COVID, my fiance and I did. And it was just like, uh, it, we were in Ohio, we had just flown to Ohio, we had both of our dogs with me. So I was going to see my family there. And then we we're going to be going from there to New Orleans to see my fiance's family. And we were there for about a day, maybe a little over a day, and we're staying in a hotel, we hadn't we'd only seen like a couple people in my family at that point. And that night, we we're about to see more of the extended family, including like my grandpa and, and some aunts and uncles. And we both had a little bit of the sniffles. And it's something that like, you know, pre-COVID era, it's a fucking cold. 
I get them once or twice a year, not a big deal whatsoever. Um, but you know, it, it was like, we look at each other and we're like, should we just go get a rapid test to just give us peace of mind? And, you know, begrudgingly, I was like, yeah, that would, that's just like a smart, like considerate thing to do. Right. So we go get tested and well, we didn't get much peace of mind because we both had it. <laughs> it's like, okay, now what do we do here? And it's like, well, you know, we're going to do what we believe is the right thing, which is to distance ourselves, quarantine. And, and that like her, it was so funny too, because my grandpa, who was one of the people we were going to see, you know, uh, a pastor, I call him Papa. That's like my name for him. Yeah. He is just like a fucking righteous, masculine man of God. And oh. so he is very much of the mindset, like whatever, you know, is meant to be will happen. Right. And as long as we live in faith and trust, like God's got us. Right. And I respect the shit out of that from him. Right. And so it's funny. We told him <laughs> over the phone and he was like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, I'm not surprised. He's like, he's like, you're coming at Christmas. I don't give a shit. He didn't, he, he doesn't curse, but you know, that was the energy behind it. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of sat with that for a minute and he was like, you know, it was like, if, if we need to wear masks and just kind of like, maybe we don't hug or touch like, okay, but we'll figure it out. And, you know, I let that sink in. And I was like, it was really cool that he had that trust and that lens, but it yeah. was like, for me, that's not appropriate. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't want to put y'all in that position. Like, you know, they are more in that at-risk population. So I'm not going to, I'm going to like, just do the thing. So we ended up driving back home 20 plus hours to Ohio, rented a car with the dogs and oh quarantined uh, in Austin. I am not feeling great. Ugh. Well, so let me speak to that real quickly. My experience was very mild. Um, if I didn't know I had this deadly virus, um, I, again, it was a cold. Um, right, right. And part of my post, so to kind of, I guess, fast forward a little bit, um, the first line was, I survived COVID. <clears throat> and then I talk about the week that I likely contracted it, what I was up to. And I, I was pretty bold and just very direct. I was like, yo, I hosted a Christmas party at my house with around 40 to 50 people. Oh, that was the I, first. I played, I played basketball. With yeah, myself. I was like, I played basketball with tons of people. I was like, I was a part of multiple men's groups where we breathed and sweat all over one another. And yeah. I hugged dozens and dozens. And I like italicized dozens and dozens of people. Yeah. And I was like in parentheses, many of which I didn't know was meeting for the first time. And, you know, in hindsight, there was certainly a little bit of like, um, yeah, that is my kind of style, bold, unapologetic, um, conscious bro. That's some of it. And some of my learnings are, yeah, there's, there's some ego in that. It's like, okay, cool. Like it doesn't have to be in your face, but that was some of the energy I was coming from. And even in the post, I said, this is not an in-your-face post because I knew that that energy might be present. People might feel that. And so I referenced that. And then I said a few other things about like, you know, my experience was mild and I'm not surprised. I, health is a strong value of mine. I see my body as um, a temple and the kingdom of God lives within me as he lives in within everybody or he, he, she, it, because we all know God's a man, right? Yeah. <laughs> clarify. That's what God, they told us. It has to be true. Yeah. Yeah, he's a white bearded man who is American. Yeah, uh, <laughs> ready with his lightning bolt to judge you. If you exactly, exactly. So, so that was the gist of the post, and you know, I, I felt good about. It. I knew that it would be a bit controversial and radical, um, but I didn't necessarily know that it would catch fire like it did. And yeah. this is where you know I'll kind of round it out and then get more to like the learnings on the other side of it, but. Um, people started this sort of cancel culture um, 
people caught wind of it and they started sharing and they started tagging people. And I had never seen this kind of like coordinated rallying of troops um, of these like keyboard warrior trolls, as I'll call them. Um, And they were tagging groups like Facebook groups of thousands of people in these groups. And these groups, like the name, literally the names of the groups are like, fuck white entitled privileged narcissistic males um you know take down covid anti-masker deniers you know like those are like the names of these groups and they have thousands of people and this is what they do they spend an absurd amount of time by my estimation just like from what i kind of saw and so it went viral (laughs) and a couple things that i'll share that are kind of interesting and unique to me is I've had this knowing for a couple years, I would say, that this desire and sometimes bordering desperation to be liked by everyone was going to be challenged in a major way. And that was going to be part of like my next kind of awakening and up-leveling and evolution initiation experience. Mm-hmm. And that coupled with, I've always wanted to go viral. Like I'm a ham. I love to perform. I love to entertain. Like since I was a little kid, I was always like doing shit like that and always wanted to be an actor. And, and so it was like, cool. I went viral, but with kind of my worst nightmare of something I knew was going to happen, you know, it was like a negative viral experience, if you will, although definitely positive for me in a lot of ways, but that was how it all went down. And yeah, it sparked me to take a season, a siesta for a season from social media um, not necessarily because I was like hiding, actually not because I was hiding whatsoever. It was really like, I knew that coming up to that point, like I needed to take a break from social media anyway. Um, it's something that I've like seduced myself into thinking, oh, I need it for my business, my brand, my livelihood. But really that was an excuse for just not wanting to be courageous enough to um, take a break from something that had become compulsive a bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a tool to be leveraged and that tool was leveraging me in a lot of ways. And so this was the excuse to like reduce that noise, really come into myself, into my immediate community and family. And oh, I'm so grateful I did that because it was just like exactly what was needed for me. As I step into being a husband later this year and fatherhood not too far after that, like it's so clear to me that this has been part of that process. Yeah. Wow, man. Wow. I remember I remember it happening because of because I already followed you and your stuff. I'm like, wow, he's got a couple hundred comments there. And I was like, whoa, Megan, there's over a thousand viral. And I got a shout out, man. I so appreciate and love the support from uh, your lovely fiance. I mean, mm. she was just on top of it and so handling it so beautifully from perspective of like yeah. branding and like, what does this mean? And what could this mean? Right. Because we all live in this mm-hmm. world where social media, love it or hate it. It is an aspect of what we're building and branding and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it was beautiful how you handled it and, and your community came out for you and the yeah. positive comments and the support weighed a million times more when I was reading them than all those like people just seeing red caught up in the program mm-hmm. of hate and all that. Yeah. So huge, huge shout to, uh, Alexa and all them. That was just beautiful. The way you've really cultivated an amazing community there. Thank you, man. And one thing I'll say to that point, um, when it was catching fire, it was about, so my, my buddy Kitsch that does the kind of conscious comedy stuff with me, 
he, this was literally like five minutes before this opening circle, this little new year shindig we were about to have. Um, and, and we had just been in quarantine for 11 days. So this is, we had just, were coming out of it. It was good timing in that regard. We could bring in the new year with our closest friends and five minutes before the opening circle, I had done this post several hours earlier and I was very busy getting ready. So I had no idea what was happening. Oh, God. And he approaches me. And he's like, dude, do you know what's happening? And he just has this aura of fear of, oh. of and, and like, I just, it latched onto me like a fucking virus. <laughs> yeah. and, and I was like, what? He's like, dude, like, and he just starts telling me a little bit about it. And my body just goes into like fight or flight anxiety, um, yeah. panic response. Right. Cause again, yeah. like one of my worst nightmares is like happening. And so it's right. like, what do I do? Yes. Right. Yes. Fortunately, um, my best friend, JP, this is one of his shirts, JP Sears, the kind of Love YouTube, yeah, yeah incredible. Okay. He's um, amazing. He is conscious comedian. He's going to be officiating my wedding later this year and just oh, an incredible yeah. human being. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, over the past year in particular, with all the wildness of the world has doubled down on just I like. appreciate the hell yeah. out of him yeah, for that it's too. It's incredible. It's Isn't it amazing? Yeah. And so, you know, I was, I, I like turned to him for some counsel because he was there. And I was like, dude, like, what do you think, man? Like, I'm, I'm kind of freaking out right now. And he just drops right into like radical, direct honesty and reflection and just pumps me the fuck up, man. He's yeah. like, dude, he's like, this is part of the process, man. He's like, wow. you're boldly owning your truth. He's like, you're stepping into that more and more. He's like, double down. He's like, don't back down. Wow. And, yeah. and he just he goes off on me and, you know, it just kind of replaced that fear with like excitement and like, cool. Yeah, this is part of it. And, you know, I considered, should I delete the post? You know, all kinds of stuff all was coming thoughts. up. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, nope, let this motherfucker burn. Good. To the ground. Let I it burn. Love that. I remember yeah. thinking, I was like, I see other people delete their posts. I'm like, man, yeah. stand in I, your truth. And, yeah. and um, I, I saw that. I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if he's going to delete this. This is really... Mm. And I love yeah. that you just left it. Great. And then a badass live with you and Alexa after that, mm. uh, that just owned every part of it. And anyone that isn't just so far into the system can see how true and real that was, man. That mm. live was great. Thank you, man. And yeah. And so then it was like, let that do its thing for three or four days. And then I made it um, private to just my friends instead of right. global, you know, so anybody can see it. Cause it was like, all right, it's done its thing. Like <laughs> go find another person to troll kind of. Thing, right. you know? And, um, and yeah. And so that, that's basically that whole situation. Yeah. The, it's you, JP and um, Aubrey. I'm a big, big uh, advocate of Aubrey Marcus. You guys have been the, so many people. And again, to each their own, there's no judgment here, but it like, kind of really went one direction and it shocked yeah. me, it really shocked me the amount of people mm -hmm. that have went a, a particular direction, but mm -hmm. I just love the people that have stepped into speaking out of that uncomfortableness of putting that yeah. out there, especially when you guys have a platform like you do. Mm -hmm. um, wow. That's awesome. What a, what an initiation. I mean, that's Indeed. so freaking uh -huh. powerful. And that's the, you know, like all the things within you, the universe is like, all right, here's your viral. Yep. Yeah. Any test with it? <laughs> Big time, man. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Quite a fun, comfortable experience for sure. <laughs> man, beautiful, man. Well, well, bring us up to speed, man. What are you working mm -hmm. on now? You got an amazing, uh, what, eight-week uh, manifestation uh, mm -hmm. course. Definitely speak on that. I'm going to be posting that. And I'm really interested to learn more about that too. Yeah. So, you know, I've been doing 
men's coaching for several years. Like once I got into Bulletproof and was the personal development, just like I became a self-help junkie and, you know, a lot of different modalities, some that really resonated, others that didn't. And along the line, uh, me and my older brother and my best friend, the three of us created a conscious boy brand called the Mystic Misfits. And we really kind of stepped into our own um, version of like personal development. We call ourselves, or we were dubbed by someone else and we really adopted it, the gurus of fun. And so <laughs> really just took that and ran with it where it's like personal development, this sort of like seriousness and the grinded out kind of energy that's behind a lot of it. And the sometimes just boring and unnecessarily painful. Um, I was like, yeah, it's just, it doesn't have to be that way. And so over the course of the last several years, as I've just started to like be curious about that and be a bit more playful with it all, um, I developed my men's group that I've been doing, I guess this is, I think my fifth round, I've been doing it for about a year and a half. Um, yeah. So manifestation is an eight week experience and it's my brando personal development, which is, um, super sincere, but not super serious. It's, um, you know, it's based on like fun, conditional connection. So instead of like the you know, connection-based agreements, um, it's like, cool, can we transcend the mental stuff and just like come to more of a like-heartedness instead of like-mindedness? And that through that unconditional, can we have some fun and be fun conditional with it? Um, and that's actually something I got from JP is the like-hearted versus like-minded. I just, that so resonates with me. And I think that, you know, kind of relating it to the cancel culture stuff and just the, the extremism in the mainstream media. Cause I don't know that that extremism is actually like what the majority is. In fact, I think it's not at all. I think the majority no. are in the middle. Like they're yeah. both batshit crazy. Why? Like, but that's, you know, yeah. not to go too down the rabbit hole, but you know, that's like a lot of the, the pillar of communism is like make the people believe that yeah. like there's two extremes and they have to join one or the other, or yes. they're like right. wrong. You you're know, either a white supremacist or you're Antifa. Exactly. Right. Which is like, I'm yeah. fucking neither of those. Give me a break. Right. And like wow. most sane people are that way. And I'm not going to be as bold as to say that, like, you know, there's a coordinated governmental effort to like implement communism. Maybe I don't necessarily think so, but like, nonetheless, there is like a, a sort of insidious energy that is like creating this. Mm -hmm. um, and so in my group in the manifestation group, it's like, different temperaments, talents, convictions, just a, a lot of diversity, like a lot of this, an eclectic bunch. Um, and we, yeah, we do things like social disruption, which is like, I like to call it like conscious jackass. If you ever watch jackass, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. it's funny oh, yeah. and it's like very public, but there's not a whole lot of meaning behind it. It's like my social disruption challenges have like more of that love and light, fun, comfortable edge. <laughs> That's cool. Um, we have brome work. So it's like homework, but for bros. <laughs> um, and there's, you know, another one of the pillars is competition. And so there's very much a competitive vibe. So like an example, one of the, the themes of one of the week weeks is let the music move you. And so it's like, all right, music, we are going to dance. We're going to sing, we're going to play instruments. And, you know, for one person, their edge might be singing in the shower. That might just be like just singing period. Hearing myself sing is an edge for yeah. another person who's a musician, maybe like being on a street corner with their guitar box open, just jamming and like, you know, money coming in and maybe they donate that money, whatever it looks like, like just like up in the raising the bar and like, you know, the tide that raises all ships kind of a thing. Um, so yeah. So those are like some examples of some of the stuff we do. We'll do like little freestyle flow, which raps. 
which is always a really fun way to get oh, present awesome. in the body and bring up a lot of sensations because a lot of people have never experienced that and it's awkward <laughs> and awesome. Um, so that's the thing that most lights me up is like bringing a lot of my, my conscious row energy and vibes and the personal development modalities and buffet I've experienced and injecting into this um, uniquely fun and meaningful experience that is manifestation. That mm -hmm. is awesome, man. Awesome, awesome. Good stuff. And how long does it go for? You said it's eight weeks? Eight weeks, yep. When's it, when's it kick off? So this next round, actually, the soft onboarding launch is next week. And then the following week is like the hard kickoff of the first official call. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool, man. Dude, Jordan, it has been awesome. Awesome having wait, you wait, on wait. Yeah. Before we ask him the last question, yep. I feel called to allow you to plug your wife because there are <laughs> a lot of people oh, that, that listen to our podcast that are on their healing journey oh and they, maybe gosh. they've suffered abuse and so they yeah. have a hard time being intimate. Yep. You know, I can relate to that. So yeah, go ahead and plug her. What does she do? How can people yeah. Yeah, I would a, love that's, to. That's a really good point because, like she said, uh, the majority of our like community are people that are uh, healing from their abuse. From yeah, like she said, and, yeah. and intimacy is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and pff, everybody's experienced it, you know. And like, I don't use the every's and the always and the nevers very like often, but everyone like most men in America are circumcised. Right. Wow. I had my fucking dick chopped when I was an infant without yeah. consent. Ugh. And like, how wild is that? You know? Yeah. And like, for, I remember the first time I like actually thought that circumcision, like when it was like shown to me, maybe that's not a good practice. And then went deep down the rabbit hole and I was like, Whoa. And so everything from that to, you know, the more extreme conscious things, like there's just such a, a breadth and depth of trauma in the realm of sex, love and relationships. So I'll be a world-class hype man for my fiance, lady Alexa. She's amazing. <laughs> she's incredible. Um, she's that sex chick on Instagram. She has a podcast that's so amazing um, mm -hmm. called That Sex Podcast. Um, she has a private Facebook group, That Sex Group, formerly known as The Kaleidoscope. It's been featured in like the New York Times. And it's just incredible conversations happen there. Um, something like exciting that's happened over the last several months is we fully integrated our businesses because she supports mostly women, at least in like a formal kind of like coaching capacity, certainly plenty of like her resources, assets, um, and like self-study programs support men and couples. Um, but a lot of her more targeted work is for women, whereas I'm mostly men. And yeah, it's like everything from the, the more practical, tactical, like how to's of, um, P in the V, you know, like, uh, and sex and to the more soft, like sex magic type of stuff and like ritualizing the practice of sex. And yeah, there's tons of stuff around sex and then just like intimacy and relating. Um, how can I just be a better partner and understand and, you know, not have my partner be my therapist and my everything. And, and just, yeah, she's incredible. She holds space unlike anybody I've ever witnessed in this capacity. It is really special. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, Thank you, you for sharing. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what I wanted to, you know, as we get ready to close out, I wanted to mention the authenticity of both y'all and the powerhouse has been really cool to just uh, witness and watch. You guys are making some amazing moves in the space. And Thank it's really you, exciting to be able to uh, watch and bring you in and talk to you and just learn more about that. We're, we're excited to continue to watch you guys. You guys are amazing. You two are an amazing powerhouse couple. Thank you, man. And I'm so excited to meet y'all in person. We're in Austin. Like, let's do this. 
Yes, let's love do to have it. a journey with y'all. Would love to just hang, connect, and yeah, experience the inevitable amazingness that will ensue. Would love yes. that. Would love that. Just make Absolutely. sure the uh, mask stays over the nose. Exactly. <laughs> we don't want no face diapers up in here. Put it over your fucking nose, to, guy. I had to just drop one more. I had to. All yes, right. I'll leave it alone you. now. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, when we uh, close out, we always ask uh, one question to everyone before they leave. And that is, if you could leave the world with one message, what would that be? Gosh, there's so many good ones. I guess a mantra that's really um, revealed itself to me in this season is, if I want any of it, I get to have all of it. Wow, I love it. I and just like, good. yeah, I mean, just let that sink in. If I want any of it, I get to have all of it. Yes. The spectrum of life, the good, bad, ugly, beautiful, everything in between. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a wordsmith, so I knew that would be a <laughs> from you. Thank you so, so much for your time, Jordan. Um, I'm going to want, we're going to be posting this probably Sunday. I'm going to post all the, all your links and everything, whatever else awesome. you want to share. Cannot, cannot reiterate to our community enough. Follow Jordan, all yeah. his stuff we post. Definitely check out his wife, Alexa, or sorry, fiance, Alexa. They're Soon doing to some be. amazing stuff together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Majigal could not um, recommend following them more. So thank you so much for your time, Jordan. Appreciate yes, you, brother. Thank, thank y'all. You. This has been You're great. You're amazing. <laughs> See you, man. See ya. See ya. <laughs>